0: Warning, the following program is not for the weak-hearted. Those who are closed-minded, or in general, you're scared to learn what's behind closed doors. Here at Sapphire's Play, I want you to pour the wine. Grab somebody that you want to hold on to, or better yet, get the vibration stimulated through your body. Get ready for one hell of an orgasm. in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... What is up, all my sexy motherfuckers out there in radio land? It's your girl, Sapphire. Yasmin, unfortunately, cannot join us tonight. But I think it's without saying that it's been a heavy, heavy couple of months of quarantine. And even more recently, it's been heavy on the black community. Um, I have a very special guest with me remain anonymous for the sake of his job because he is an officer of the law and you're probably wondering why am I bringing on a cop in the light of the recent situation of George Floyd and I'm bringing him on because one, he's a dear friend of mine who has helped me through many of the situations and two, he is a black man, a black cop and I feel like We do not get to hear the stories of those who are black and blue. So I want to warn everybody. It might be triggering in some situations, but we got to talk about it because I've been saying it on social media all week. It is open season. It's been open season, but now it's a viral open season on the black community and we got to talk about it. So, Mr. Officer... I wanna say thank you for taking some time out of your day and joining us. And uh, how do you, I mean, I know that you've been working. We were just talking briefly. How do you feel with this situation at hand? Like, where do we go so wrong in our justice system that it's come down to this moment?
1: Honestly, I believe it's within the workplace Officers failing to police each other because as you can see in that video Which I'm gonna be honest to you. It's literally like watching Someone slowly die for 15 minutes. It's it's a very sad video and any of you guys who have watched it understand how You're sitting there watching someone literally get their life slowly taken away with countless people watching and recording and you would want the people recording to do something but you can understand, easily understand why they're afraid to since you have the officers there. But even more embarrassing is the multiple officers that were there while this individual is pleading and mm-hmm. begging for his life and talking about how he's feeling the air, you know, escape his body and how he can't breathe and Right. And you see those proceedings as a police officer. And believe it or not, most of the police officers in this world look at that video and feel shame. Because for you to be a partner of that officer, and you're there and really also on top of this man's body and no one is saying anything, you basically Killed that individual yourself. Yeah. Like, they, they're they all murdered. They all had a hand in it.
0: That's what I'm not understanding either is, okay, we've seen now videos, multiple videos. There's now two videos out. It literally shows that three officers were on top of George. And then you have... Who's
1: already handcuffed, by the way. Right. Who is who, already handcuffed.
0: Already handcuffed. You have... I, I've been looking all day just to get, like, all perspectives because, you know you have to and i don't see any justification as to why you know if this was a robbery forgery whatever the hell the case was there was no use there was no excuse for that excessive force like especially because and i'm gonna keep saying it just like everyone else said if this was a white man that said i can't breathe they would have let go immediately they wouldn't have said, oh, this is a result of don't do drugs, kids, because that's one of the cops, what, what it, one of them said. Then another one said that he's okay. Like, I I, I just, I, I don't understand why it has now come down to this. Like, what, it, like, I get it. You, you know, you officers, you know, you guys are put into dangerous situations 24-7. However, where does the humanity go and the army tactics set in place?
1: What do you mean by army tactics?
0: Like tactics like what this man did, because I've seen arrest videos. I've seen the light and day like there was a couple weeks ago, this viral video of a white woman. I don't know if she was drunk, high, had a manic episode, but she's yelling, cursing at the cops. They didn't use the excessive force that they used on George. Why is it that when we see on these body cam videos or on these social media videos, it's like it's light and day. If it's a white person, we'll lightly arrest them. We'll lightly use force. But if it's a black man, it's like you were you play football. Like you've seen how they tackle people. Like where where is... I I just don't understand where the use of excessive force is necessary at all times, especially with black men getting arrested. Even if someone's, you know, complying to be arrested, putting their hands up. We see the force.
1: True. Yeah. And that honestly deals with the police officers. And honestly, like within this situation that happened a couple days ago that's also dealing with the organization itself and the training because mm-hmm. as far as you know which organization i'm associated with you know in los angeles it is against our policy to place our limbs on someone's neck
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's that Extreme measure the most minute of that situation is when we have someone handcuffed you're immediately supposed to take them off their stomach because basic physics, you have someone handcuffed and you have them on their stomach without even applying pressure. Mm -hmm. If they're in Mm -hmm. distress, they're gonna slowly suffocate and die. Right. It's without any type of pressure. And that's the most common thing that should be taught. And I know one of my partners, he ended up looking up Minneapolis's Mm -hmm. uh, policy in regards to that manner and you know whether it's true or not and he said in their policy you know they actually allow something like that and that's a huge training issue that and they
0: allow excessive force basically
1: yeah like if someone's handcuffed and he said something about they're able to place a restraint on the back of a person's neck and like i said i don't know if this is true or not this is mm-hmm. according to him because mm-hmm. i haven't had a chance to look into it myself and last thing i need is to have false information spread out there because the media itself will try to do that for anyone, anyways. It's but true. the fact is that the training is it lets down the entire community and it it destroys the trust. And that's when you have situations like this where you have all the the violent protests. And I know Trump uses the most phenomenal, most colorful most you know because he's the smartest man in the world apparently and he uses words like you know thugs and
0: you know what let's, and of course, let's talk it, about that because
1: he uses the term thugs for let, let's be honest he uses thugs for a particular group of people and right. it's been shown like countless times before which is also embarrassing and, and i don't know the man and i don't try to judge people i don't know but still like and it leads to these situations where you have these protests and you know neighborhoods being, you know, destroyed, and which I honestly don't agree with. I don't mm-hmm. think it helps or proves a point. It actually, because like I said, the media, who people think the media is your friend, and the media is to show the news, but no, the media shows their own perspective and their own agenda, and it turns it into a us versus them mentality and they only show certain things so within that crowd you know it's it's mixed races yes it's mixed races
0: i'm watching but cnn right like, now like, and
1: what do you, you see in that crowd yeah. primarily destroying things they only show like particular group of people when there's multiple races there and then that cnn video that was truly embarrassing like as a police department you're already under fire right and, and you do that
0: Yeah, so so let's talk about that. So, um, there's two there's two incidents that happened now at CNN today. So, we're recording this on Friday, May 29th. Um, Jimenez, Oscar Jimenez, he was uh, Omar Jimenez. He is a CNN correspondent and was arrested on live television at 6 a.m. this morning. At 6 a.m. Eastern time.
1: It, Speaking yeah. peacefully. Speaking peacefully. No, like aggravating wasn't doing doing his job as right. a media person.
0: He was complying. And I, I can I can feel and sympathize with Omar because I had called you on an instance that happened mm-hmm. to me two years ago in San Diego. I was pulled over by an officer. He couldn't give me a justification as to why he pulled me over, but he would not let me go because he was questioning why my license did not comply, uh, did not have a a San Diego address. Then when I told him where I was coming from, he was like, well, where do you work? And I told him I worked for a radio station. He's like, well, I need to see Mm -hmm. some identification of that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You are blowing up, sir. Um, (laughs) And it wasn't until I, I showed my media credentials that he let me go because he realized at that point, oh, shit this is This is someone who actually is on a microphone that could possibly put me on blast so in in CNN they um, Omar he was detained for about 90 minutes. They still are saying that they're investigating as to why he was even taken into custody after he proved, and the rest of his crew had said, "Hey, he's with CNN. you're live on TV right now there's no justification on that that was classic while black that was a classic while black moment Mm -hmm. and i think that's if anything that was something that needed to be shown because now the people who are in denial of uh said practices can now say oh shit this is really real point yes so so yeah that this is really real um So yeah, it's an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment that Trump even said his, you know, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. He says that he's never heard this said phrase. Uh, Yeah. uh, yeah.
1: Like. Wow.
0: But this is. I saw that. But these are the many things why it's open season because we have a president who's in such denial of his own blatant racism day in and day out on Twitter. Then he puts, you know, basically this hit out you already see it like all over minneapolis atlanta los angeles downtown la right now people are rioting people are pissed people are angry but i agree with you we don't need to be looting to prove a point i think we we do the exact opposite and like you said the media even i'm part of the media but i try to make light of both situations and try to show two sides of the story, no matter how angry I am. I'm fighting back tears as we're trying to talk about this, because I've I've kept my peace and silence all day, but I'm pissed. I want to fight. I want to rage. But I also don't want the media to have that fuel saying there's another angry black woman.
1: Right. Because that's right. what's going to happen. Exactly. And they won't say it, but they'll show it.
0: They'll show it. Exactly. You know, just like there was video of this white woman I guess um, at the Target where everybody was talking about the looting and the rioting and she was holding a knife and a wheelchair saying that she was getting attacked and then walked her happy ass out of the wheelchair as if nothing happened which she thought the cameras right. weren't on her
1: mm-hmm.
0: so you're getting a lot of that so I gotta ask officer yes ma'am being a black man in america and you wear a badge what what does that say because i i have to say when you first told me that you were going to become an officer yes i was proud of you because you know you have many talents and like to me you would be like you know i i admire you because you are a a a model black man in my in I my eyes. Like you are, you know, as long as I've known you, you've always just like kept out of trouble. You're smart, intelligent, handsome, you know, you could do anything that you wanted, and yet you are working for a system who my my friend sometimes just does not give a fuck about black people. So what does that say about the African-Americans who are blue and black, like, why for you did you decide, I'm gonna risk my neck out for a system that may not always risk their neck out for me?
1: Cause what I would like, what I really wish the community would understand when I say community, I mean the black community itself is that instead of growing up with that Stigma. No matter what your situation is, no matter what you've experienced, you grow up in a stigma of all police officers are bad. Mm-hmm. And I equip, like when I try to explain this to people that I meet out within my own community, I try to explain it like this: like, say you grow up in a privileged white neighborhood, privileged you know white family, or you don't even have to be white; you can be Hispanic, mm-hmm. and you're taught a certain way about a group of people from when you're younger all the way until you're able to quote unquote think for yourself. And someone's constantly telling you, this group of people is bad, this group of people bad, this group of people bad. And it forms racism in your heart. So when, you know, when I use this example, I say, you know, a white kid grows up being taught that black people are bad. And without him experiencing a black person ever in his life, Without even meeting a black person, he already has in his mind, in his heart, okay. Well, you know, I, I guess black people are bad then. Mm-hmm. And the same thing that happens within the black community and other communities as well against police officers. So even kids who have never experienced, you know, dealing with police, they're being told, you know, can't trust the cops. Can't trust the cops. They're all dirty. They're all crooked. They're all evil. And they'll all try to hurt you. They'll all try to kill you. They're you know, they'll do this and that, without even meeting a police officer. But yet, you have the aid of the media who only shows certain things. They only, they never show the good things because that doesn't attract attention, right?
0: Mm
1: -hmm. You're constantly being told and you're seeing this on the media. You grow up and you think, all cops are bad, I hate cops. You know, without even dealing with a police officer, you're like, all cops are bad. They're all horrible, They're, they're disgusting and then finally like they meet someone like me and they're like oh well you're a different cop you're a different cop <laughs> that's literally the same as when a white person tells a black person oh well you're different yeah you're not like the rest yeah and it's, and we've heard that before like come on we've all heard that so it's like you hear that and it's like no there's there's many many more out there just like me you just don't see it and you just don't experience it and you grow up with that stigma of this particular group of people is bad. And what I hate is when situations like this happen, the media jumps all over it because the media makes money off of fear. Yeah. Because when people are afraid to go outside, and granted, when I say the media, I don't mean everyone in the media. I definitely do not mean everyone in the media. You bet.
0: You're on my show. Right? (laughs) Come on,
1: (laughs) But certainly, like, power groups oh they they know what they're doing yes. because if you stay right and you watch the news there goes the ratings and you know they have the hits the hits the hits you know people constantly clicking or viewing and it's sad because they'll just show that and then the people who are watching it they develop that stigma and even those who don't have that stigma they, they slowly start to develop that stigma and then it becomes, like I said earlier, an us-against-them mentality. Well, uh, and then where's... you have riots and things of that nature.
0: Now, I, I don't know how the testing goes, and I don't know if you might be able to shed some light, because I know this might be on a question out of a lot of people is how do these cops, and I don't even want to say the cop responsible for George's death. I'm, I don't. I'm tired of hearing his name. I'm not going to say his name, because his name does not need to be honored. Um... But I don't know, is there, like, how can these police officers, moving forward, how could they single out an officer who is solely using his white privilege to impose fear on the black community? Like, how can we separate these racists who wear a badge that's to protect and serve? It doesn't matter what you know, city you go to in America, they all have the same type of motto, to protect and serve, but they're selectively picking and choosing who they want to protect and serve. So what do you think law officials need to do to kind of single out these cops? Because, I mean, let's face it, I mean, I respect you. I respect the hell out of you. But you work for one of the biggest gangs... In Los Angeles. Let's be real. Uh, You know, people who live in Los Angeles will say that the LAPD is probably one of the biggest corrupt, uh, corrupted gangs, official gangs, you know. And I mean that in no disrespect, but that's what we hear, you know, day in and day out growing up in L.A. So how can we... The people and trust that Blue is going to protect and serve everybody and not be selective of who they're protecting and serving.
1: Well, as far as the agencies itself, it's the stricter testing policies within itself. Like you set up the testing, and then, like I said, even if you set up testing, bad apples make it through, but then sooner or later, those bad apples are going to show the hints like there's always going to be incidents that occur and then when you see them happen consistently that should immediately throw up a red flag Mm -hmm. and like i said like how you said you know how people believe lapd is one of the biggest legal gangs which given like what happened in the 80s and the 90s yes but then a lot of people keep that stigma in their head and they still believe it like you do to this day
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know and just deals with you know what people perceive and how like some who've experienced one bad situation in their life and then coupled with what they see on tv they'll see that and believe that when that's definitely not the case now mm-hmm. this is far from the now and like case in point you know it showed the video of the lapd officer who was uh punching that that uh, one individual in the head repeatedly.
0: Yeah.
1: At, granted, you know, thank God, you know, he throws marshmallow punches, right? <laughs> but uh, but uh, when things like that happen, you know, it was a Hispanic officer against a Hispanic man. Right. So, the media showed that for, you know, a couple of days, and then got rid of it. Right. Even if it was a Hispanic officer against a black man. They would have shown it you know maybe a couple days longer but you know it's two minorities against each other Mm -hmm. so you know that doesn't news but say it was a white officer who did that to a black guy we all know you could try to say whatever you want but we all know that would have been on the media real quick on the news for real quick and would it would have been there forever like it would have been for weeks on end showing that and that's what builds the stigma within society like oh you know police officers are thugs they're gangs and what people don't understand is how unfortunate and deadly it can be on occasions and it's select occasions i'll use this example we in lapd at the end of our shift which begins the new day shift we have about six i would say about six thousand 500 incidents and stops on a given night or on a given day full full 24 hours 6,500 stops and that's our interaction with the public and this is every given day now you multiply that against 365 days a year and you add up all those encounters that we have with the public all those ped stops and all our traffic stops because all that gets added within that 6,500 and as it goes over you see that incident where the officer loses his temper and starts punching that individual who isn't fighting back.
0: Right. Which
1: media shows that. And what a lot of people don't see, because honestly, most people in society are just within a bubble and they see everything. When I equate it to the allegory of the cave, Mm -hmm. you know, or inside the cave and things are shown and they believe that's what's happening outside. So they don't go outside. And out of all those incidents, you're going to have a handful of bad incidents like you see on TV. And I will say that, you know, not all bad incidents are shown, you know, because, you know, someone doesn't have their camera phone out and things of that nature, but you're going to have that. And do you know why you have that? Because humans are flawed. Yeah. And even if you give someone a rank and authority and a power, the education and the training you still have to understand humans are and i, I couldn't humans agree thanks and it's unfortunate that when those mistakes happen those are the only ones that are shown right so it creates that mindset within the community and it creates that distrust and granted i am fully you know on the like on board With There has to be more training. There has to be stricter policing policies in regards to how other agencies deal with the community. And like I said, LAPD, we've had to learn from a lot of our early mistakes Mm -hmm. because a lot of our mistakes were shown. And that created the huge distrust in the community. And I mean huge to where even when I grew up, you know, I didn't like the police. And when it comes to that, you know, you need stricter policing you need better policies you need better training
0: i want to tell you about stitcher premium yes it's an ad to tell you to buy some more bonus content for podcasts for $4.99 a month you can get ad free content including 300 plus hours of comedy podcasts including my girl ali wong if you think her comedy specials are funny on netflix you got to check out her podcast on top of that from my melanin queens out there the sugar featuring Tika Sumter. It's great. It's new. And for all my women who just like to stay in tune with things that kind of kick the shit, that's the podcast for you. Of course, for all my Marvel fans like myself, I got to say I'm addicted to every Marvel film, every TV show. And then I got hooked on their numerous podcast content. And let me tell you, the imagery is sick. But all this and more is at Stitcher Premium. So go to stitcher.com backslash premium and use the promo code sapphire. It's that easy. $4.99 a month. Use my code sapphire at Stitcher Premium. You said, you know, growing up, you you didn't trust or like the cops. So what changed your perspective to become blue? You know, growing up with that mentality and then, you know, deciding like, hey, I'm going to join the force.
1: Because it all goes into action. And what's unfortunate about LAPD is that if you look at the percentage of races on the job, Mm -hmm. you have, you know, you have a decent percentage of whites. You have a huge percentage of Hispanics. And when it comes to Asians, who's probably the smallest percentage, and then right above Asians is, of course, you know, the African American percentage. Mm -hmm. And when you take action, instead of just standing there and being like, well, this is the world around me, I'm just going to be upset about it. And I'm a gripe and I'm complain, and, you know, I'm going to do things because I'm angry. Or you could say, how about I join that organization and I try to make that organization better? people need to develop that mindset they really do especially within the black community instead of saying you know i hate police all police are bad why don't you do something you care about your community right and you hate your community being abused you hate your community being you know the victims of injustice why don't you join and i mean if you can't you know change you know what's I forgot the terminology is used like where if you feel that you can't change anything around you you choose like you choose to change the things within yourself so if you feel that you can't change you know society or whatever change your mindset instead of thinking you know it'll always be like this right start developing a mindset like what can I do to change this because without that inner thought without that belief, you have people who kind of wait for a situation like this to happen. And they use it as an excuse to riot and loot. And what kind of help are you doing to the community? You're destroying the community even further. Right. Building up the community. You're now letting the world see how things are. You're letting the world see a snapshot of you, and of your, and now they're gonna believe. Oh, that culture is disgusting. They're they're horrible. They're they're looters. They're violent. Yeah. And if you get upset about that, how's that any different for how you perceive law enforcement? Because you see that snapshot of negative things in law enforcement, and you're like, they're all bad. So when the rest of the world thinks, oh, that particular community is bad, what are you doing to change it?
0: Right. Because, I mean, you, we hear you, it all the
1: time. Like, when, like, me in this situation, like, you don't see me out there, and I tell a lot of people this that I deal with, like, you don't see me out here, you know, saying, you know, hey, boy, get on your knees, you know, put your face in the dirt. Like, you don't see me out here doing that, and you don't see a lot of officers doing that because we actually believe in making a difference. We actually believe in a change and we actually believe in helping others and helping the community and keeping the community as a whole safe and it's unfortunate like it's embarrassing to us and it sets us back decades when situations like this happen it sets the entire law enforcement community back decades and we all get disgusted about this. We do, and it's embarrassing.
0: I'm with you. It's embarrassing because you know we when people say, well, we gotta protest. We gotta protest. Okay, protesting and protest, rioting. Yeah. yeah, protesting yeah. and rioting are not the same thing. What people are doing, what I'm seeing on the screen right now, this is not protesting. Protesting, we see the pictures of like Angela Davis and the Black Panthers. Yes, they had weapons in their hands, but they weren't attacking the police. They were waiting for the police to touch them. You know, it was that type of mentality. Touch me first so that I can react. But now it's like, okay, we get it, people. We're frustrated, we're angry, but by looting and rioting and tearing up our own neighborhood, that has nothing to do with it. That's like a child throwing a tantrum, and then you're expecting, you're supposed to turn around and love and nurture that child because he now made a mess, and he doesn't know how to fend for himself. Mm -hmm. you know these are going to be the same people in the communities that are going to say we need help because so and so burned down our building right you know so I get it I, I absolutely get it and you know as I said for years I thought you know yes and I said it LAPD biggest gang it wasn't until my encounter in San Diego where I really just said you know what I understand that not all cops are bad and like you said you know we just have to do our part little by little to just kind of like get people to understand things but it's it's just it's so hard because i feel yeah. like yeah i i feel like between you and i i feel like we may have been doing the same song and dance with people for years and it takes something of this level to finally people be like oh shit this is real This is okay so what they were all saying you know oh it happens but oh no it's not in, it's not in our face so it's not affecting us kind of thing that, that's mm-hmm. what I hate about the mentality it's like unless if it's on your front doorstep and it's not physically attacking you you're not going to give a shit right so, but I know you do have to go and I I have to just say you know thank you for one coming on and you know shedding some light because i I do hope that people do listen to this and hear what you mm-hmm. have and hear what you had to say which is the truth like not all cops are bad but this situation definitely does not put cops in a in a gentle light right now.
1: Exactly. And that's how a lot of society is going to feel when they see the rioting. And now they're going to think, oh, you know, this doesn't put minorities in a a good light, you know. And then they start developing that mindset. They're thugs, you know, they're looters and polluters. And they get that from the media. And you got to understand, like, we're all human. We're all extremely flawed. And if you want to change something, like, don't expect other people to change it for you. Try to change it yourself. You know, if you want to help the community, do something to help the community instead of destroying the community. And instead of believing what you see on TV and taking that as gold, do your own research. You know, go out there and experience things yourself and try to maintain the love in your heart which is probably the hardest thing to do in this world is maintain the love in your heart because we all go through situations and some worse than others and it develops that coldness towards the world and people have to just honestly just try to love more and love each other more and crap man like it's it's hard to maintain peace in a world like this but it takes each and every last person and of course there's going to be that one hand grenade that tries to destroy the entire unit of people but as long as we're all able to be accountable not only of ourselves but then be accountable of our family of our work partners of the people around us will never truly be a nice you know clean you know, unanimous or or unified society. And that's, that's the issue that this entire world is facing. And right now, that's the issue that we're facing right now in the U.S. Because honestly, when it comes to the riots that you're seeing out in Los Angeles, this is a situation that happened in Minneapolis. So, I don't remember seeing you know, that situation through the sheriff or through LAPD or through anyone in LA, but people use that as an excuse to riot here. Yeah. And you're destroying community because of something you saw in the media that happened thousand miles away. Like that's no excuse. That's that's someone looking for a reason to let out their own frustrations. And it makes it ten times worse because, you know, we had this coronavirus lockdown and things like this. So people have their emotions into a nice tight ball and just letting it explode right now and it's a
0: ticking time bomb that's
1: what it is it's, it's a ticking time bomb and you know now i gotta deal with it when i'm at work <laughs> but with that being said it doesn't change how i feel about the people in the community i don't view people as like in the community as all they're, they're all bad people they're all sheep you know they're all stupid. No, it's the total opposite. You know, I look at people like we're all flawed. We all make mistakes. We can all grow. And that hasn't changed my love for the community or for what I do at all. You know, being a police officer is what I chose to do, and helping the community is what I chose to do. And if I could put bad apples behind bars and, you know, protect the good apples, and then at the same time, you know not treating the bad apples you know like they'll never change you know like they're permanent scum and having that mindset then the community itself can slowly start to change but it's like little it's honestly it's little baby steps you can't expect a miracle and i definitely don't but it takes little little tiny baby steps and each person has to be accountable for themselves Mm -hmm. but so be accountable of the people around you as well you know don't sit there and you see someone doing something bad don't sit there and be like oh well mm, that's on him
0: yeah
1: you know? like come on especially so, yeah. we gotta so,
0: we gotta hold our white friends accountable
1: yeah exactly
0: <laughs> we we have to
1: yes but it's not just white friends everyone like when we develop that you against us mentality or you develop that it just furthers the, the stigma like we all have to look at each other as equals we do and even if that's not the case even if that's not the case we still have to look at each other as equals and as all one mind body and soul because we all bleed red you know you gotta look at it like that and what i try to explain to other people who don't quite you know look at the big picture when the worst worst times in america like through slavery all the way up through the civil rights movement I don't remember seeing giant riots, you know, people destroying stores of that nature. You had leaders like who are on the pacified side of Martin Luther King who held the nonviolent protests, the sit-ins where people are being beaten at kitchen counters just for wanting to order a cheeseburger. And then you look at the more extreme side because, you know, everyone believes there's an extreme side. And you look at the so-called extreme side of Malcolm X. Yes. Or, you know, you had the people, you know, protecting their community and having to take responsibility for their own community. Talking
0: about the Panthers.
1: So, with with all of that, how many times did you see stores being looted and destroyed, you know, police vehicles being destroyed and bricks and, you know, sticks and stones being thrown? None of that because people took responsibility of their community. Yeah. And they came together as one. And, you know, it may have not completely changed America, but it definitely took huge steps in America because because of those people and those situations and things of that nature. We're able to go to schools with people who are of different races with us. We're able, like me, to be a police officer. Because back then, there wasn't no black no. police officers. I can say that <laughs> <laughs> But now you got african-american police officers you have hispanic you know chicano and latino and you have asian police officers pacific islanders you got hindu you got muslim you got all these different races religions and creeds together
0: a melting pot whether it's,
1: well, yes whether it's in school whether it's in the workforce whether it's you know um just dealing with people in general you have that now because of things of that nature and I don't remember them doing violent protests to get that point across. I remember them, can, and believe me, if anyone wants to be angry, that generation deserves to be angry. Hell that yes. generation, family members being drugged out of their beds, you know, being drugged by a horseback across gravel roads, being hung on trees, being, you know, gutted and murdered and thrown in the river, you know, like Emmett Till. That generation has a reason to be angry, and to riot, and to loot. Not this generation.
0: You don't think this generation... That, I mean...
1: Oh, you don't, how did that generation get their point across?
0: Yeah. Because I was going to say, I feel like we, we do have a right to be mad. I mean, come on. We got Oscar Grant. I still remember being in college, and I had to delay my time to go up there because the climate was so bad. You know, people rioting, looting... People are worried about, you know, hey, if I get on the bar and I'm if I'm going to be shot, too, you know. But I get it because that generation did have a lot more to be angry about. But I feel like we also, too, we have a right to be angry. And what I'm but- saying is
1: like you have the right to be to have that emotion. You have the right to have that emotion. But to take part in that action. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like, yes, yeah, to take part action you're it's undeserving no matter what that action alone is undeserving you don't destroy the community
0: the call to action shouldn't be destroy a community the call to action should be write your legislator do a silent protest you know do any means necessary a peaceful protest so i agree with you i agree with you wrecking up your own neighborhood and busting up cop cars and assaulting police officers is doing the exact opposite
1: yeah let the world see you being arrested for holding hands in a march let the world see you being arrested you know for complying you know with officers you know let the world see someone who is complying and is doing the right thing and then you know they still get arrested right let the world see don't let the world see you know bricks being thrown through windows and you know violent attacks on the community and your own community in you know, your that's own why ne- the old the old riots you know they're destroying their own community it's like you know when i was a kid i was like man they could have do that in beverly hills why right. are you doing that in la
0: that's what I, I still this day do not understand like if we're gonna mess up a neighborhood if we're angry at you know a said community go to their community and wreck it up do it yeah, to them.
1: I mean, Don't. Yeah. they're taking. They put the money forth to <laughs> to rebuild the community that you destroyed. <laughs> right. Exactly.
0: Like I said, it, you know, we can't complain that our neighborhood is on fire, but we're the ones that that did the bidding. We're the ones that did it ourselves. Did it to ourselves. But, man, we, we got a long way to go. I feel. Yeah, we do. We like, do. yeah, this is. You know, people. I already have friends that are saying that this cop is gonna get off. I mean, we already saw the report that asphyxiation is not the reasoning behind the death. So in the third degree murder, people, it's technically he's, the third degree is nothing. It's second degree murder that we need him to be pressed for if
1: I'm not mistaken, but. Yeah, but you also remember these charges are different in every state. Yes. From my experience, you know, in California, a person can get convicted of murder and only serve, like, seven years.
0: (laughs) There's that, too. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting... Man, it's going to be interesting. Quarantine has everybody on, everybody crazy, but we we do got to check in on our people. And, again, I just want to say thank you for... You know, it's shedding some light and being able to talk to me about this—I, I've, I've been nervous about it, emotional about it. I worry about you daily. I will say, I, I very much worry about you daily because streets is rough out
1: there. Yes, it is. So, but, but doesn't mean it can't change, right?
0: That, that is true. I, I'm trying to stay hopeful. I'm trying to earn my trust with humanity but it's on a teeter-totter every other day i'm like fuck society okay society wins no
1: so trust me because like in my job you know we deal with what i call the two percent so my belief is that 99 percent of the world or 98 percent of the world has truly genuine good people but in my line of work we don't see you know, the good and genuine people all the time, Right. because that's not our job. We're not supposed to arrest good people, right? Right. <laughs> if so only. My, deal with the, with the negative two percent. You know, the the violent, the vile, the rapists, the murderers. Matter of fact, I have a attempted murder trial coming up in July. God damn. I, uh, dealt with. But um, we deal with that part of society, and it honestly, it's it's harder for us having to deal with that day in and day out. You know, a lot of society doesn't see that in police officers or recognize that we as police officers, we deal with that negative 2%. The stuff that you see on movies and TV, we deal with that day in and day out. And our calls can go from, you know, hey, you know, this kid is not listening to his parents. You you show up to the house and you're like, oh, well, I'm not this kid's parent, but, you know, I'll I'll try talking to him. Right. And then all of a sudden, you're dealing with, you know, a young child who's being molested by her uncle, or you're dealing with a 7-Eleven clerk who just had his brains bashed out of his head with a metal pole. You know, we got to deal with that day in and day out. And, you know, like one of my eye-opening experiences, when I was still a new booty on the job.
0: <laughs> a new and, booty?
1: <laughs> uh, and having to... uh go to a traffic collision call and you know we show up and it's not really a traffic collision it's you know these kids were riding around in this go-kart and this six-year-old kid was in this go-kart and the go-kart flipped and in the process of flipping landed on the kid's head and basically bashed his brains and having to go to the hospital see the doctors do everything they can to revive this kid as you're seeing you know stuff oozing out of the kid's ear. And then, you know, the kid dies. And then our hardest job comes by the family. So, you know, there I am having to, you know, find this kid's information and call the family and, you know, tell the mom and dad, hey, you know, your your son who you just saw 45 minutes ago, he was uh, in a unfortunate accident and he died and having to see that parent's reaction of losing, you know, their six or seven-year-old kid. And unfortunately, that becomes normal on this job, having to tell a loved one that, you know, someone passed away or someone was killed. So we have to deal with that day in and day out on this job, and like I said earlier, we deal with 6,500 incidents a day, every single day. and. You know, that we're just one police department, one organization. You add up all the organizations within the U.S. alone, and if you look at it and you see it on TV, you'll see a handful of bad incidents. Mm -hmm. Don't show the millions of other good incidents in which police officers were involved in. You just see the negative ones on TV because, of course, you know, the powers that be in the media pick and choose and then it develops that it's entertainment that in, yeah and they develop that thought in society all police officers are bad and they fail to look at what police officers the good ones and the responsible ones you know cause like I said all humans are flawed but the good ones and the responsible ones you know it doesn't show what we do day in and day out and the, th- and the things that we have to deal with it just shows the freaking vile you know worms that managed to make it through the process and slither their way on the job and it just shows that and instead of the millions of good things that we've done now we're all taken back we're we're like right here and you see that on tv we're starting all over again from the right. bottom like like right millimeters above the ground we're starting and we gotta rebuild again again and again again and this is america something bad is gonna happen again and what's gonna happen we gotta drop down again right and it's constantly building and constantly building and constantly building and it's it's what I signed up for you know I expect it but I shouldn't develop anger and hate for society because of that I just take responsibility for my actions and the actions that control around me and the people around me and do my part and keep it moving no do my part keep it moving and not let the media influence me and not let the beliefs of other people influence me you know think for myself and try to do my own research excuse me but I wish society could see it that way but given the things that they see on the media I understand you know why most of society feels the way they do trust me I understand because given what you see and then what certain people experience, I can understand how it develops that feeling and that mindset. And like I said, I'm not telling people to immediately change their mind. Just be like, oh, well, he said all call for good. So no, I'm I'm just gonna believe it. Like, no, it's not like that. Right. But as long as you keep an open mind and if you get stopped by a police officer, be respectful. Like, be respectful. It's like, people get surprised when, you know, I stop them and I, go, I don't give them a ticket. And they're like, well, you didn't give me a ticket? I was like, "No, well, as long as your license is good, you know, drive safe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you made that point, because I feel like we, you know, we all have that just, talk.
1: And we're all flawed. We're not perfect, but we're all human beings. And just, just be respectful to one another. And if you do get stopped by a police officer, don't, you know, start this us against you mentality. And, you know, don't don't start acting crazy. Just just be normal just be you and honestly when a person acts like themselves we are ourselves and we don't go out looking just to hurt people like that's not the mindset and although you see that on TV and things of that nature most of us that is not our mindset at all because we honestly just want to do our jobs peacefully you know get things handled make a little change within the community and then go home to our own families, you know, our own loved ones, and hopefully wash off everything that we have to deal with at work so we don't drag that into our own households. Mm. Because, like, police officers, we have the largest numbers of suicides, you know, as far as the workforce and things of that nature and divorce rates because of all the things we deal with and all the things we see on a daily basis. Like there's the library that we build within our own heads with all the shelves of all the things that we compartmentalize of all the things that we deal with so that we don't show that to our loved ones that library gets filled up pretty fast you know and society just has to try to look at it in our perspective just like we have to look at things in society's perspective as long as we have that common ground you know there'll be you know some growth within the community but it's not a miracle, like, it's not gonna happen by itself. You know, it's one day society's not gonna wake up and be like, you know what, let's all come together. Nope, every person has to do their part and it's, it's gonna be a slow, uphill battle. Very slow uphill battle, but just do your part. and Try to help others do theirs. And that's really all this world can ask for. Simple as that.
0: I think we're gonna end it right there. Um, Mr. Officer. Thank you so much for joining Sapphire's Earplay, which is normally, you know, we're, we're an explicit show, but we're also a show that talks about the real shit out there. And usually I'll do my sign off about safe sex, but no, I want people to just understand, be safe out there. If you see an officer like Mr. Officer out there, who's just trying to do his job and to protect and to really serve, to really protect and to really serve, you know, thank, thank them. Thank him. Thank all the law officers and, and the medical teams out there for their service.
1: No uh, problem. It's always a pleasure, Sapphire. Thank you. You know your family. Always a pleasure.
0: Thank you. Good night, fam. That was the show all you sexy motherfuckers out there. Now remember, Ms. Radio Sapphire on Instagram, Twitter. For more earplay fun, go to iTunes, all podcasting platforms.